Hi, and welcome to Wasted Takes, episode 88, the every good Cowboys receiver episode. That would be David Pasternak, you bum. Oh, yeah. Also, David Pasternak, but that would be Michael Irvin, Des Bryant, uh, maybe CD Lamb. Um, but yeah, episode 88, we're back. Uh, there's been some movement. I'm not in the same apartment as I was before. Um, but so you may hear some background noise because my roommates are loud now. Uh, yeah, but uh, how are we doing, gentlemen? Living the dream. What if your old roommates used to think of this? Uh, they, I don't know if I told them about it. I think I did, and they kind of just shrugged, shrugged it off. Come on. Um, but all right, winners and losers. No, I can't do that. Uh, winner of the poll is me. We had a little bit of problems with Tucker voting for the wrong take because he couldn't remember what his take was. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I, it doesn't really matter because I won by uh, two votes what? and Tucker came in tied for last. So, I don't know the password. Uh, I never get it right. You all right there, Dylan? I did. Sorry, I'm having trouble. All right. Anyways, I'm taking the point here uh, for the Gardner Minshew take. Um, just to set a precedent, I think if you are, you make a take, if you are a person on this podcast and you make a take and you can't remember what that take was and you don't have the patience to listen to 10 minutes of the episode to find out what your take was and you vote for the wrong take, I think that vote should stand. I just want to vote. I mean, I've voted for the wrong take before. I own it. Yeah. So I vote yes. Dylan, sounds like you vote yes. It doesn't make a difference. What do you mean? Well, it doesn't make a difference at this point. I don't not at this, not right. tonight, but for going forward. What are you saying in the future? Because I know this is going to happen again. It definitely will. <laughs> oh, Cam. Uh, well, as long as we set the precedent set, now. Precedent set. President's locked in. All right. Um, That's a dumb move by Tucker. Winners. I? Um, I want to call my my COVID Cam. Get him out of here. Take a winner. Not ready to because obviously the full details aren't out, but I think I'm trending upwards on that one. Anyone have anything to say about that? I still don't believe that it ha- that that happened. I just think, I mean, Belichick just wanted back from the beginning. I think and made up an excuse going. to cut Cam. I don't know. I, mean, well, I think that. I think I think he took any excuse that he could to roll with. Yeah, I don't want this guy. Anymore. Yeah, he made I, it up. But he didn't make it up. No, I don't think that it has anything to do with COVID. I think it's purely based off the fact that um, you got a guy like Cam, you can't have a guy like Cam Newton as a backup to a rookie just because when you have a guy that's that liked in the locker room and has that type of per- like leadership personality, it's really hard to be the starting quarterback, especially a rookie starting quarterback. I just think it would have made his job impossible, like. Any bad throw, they're giving him second looks. They're saying, why isn't Cam in? I just don't think the team works with Cam playing as a backup quarterback. Let me counter you real quick, though. Because Bill Belichick has cut all these guys, and he's always said, you know, he came in, he put in a lot of work for us, he was a great player, He blah, 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 blah. He did whatever he could. And last year, all he said about Cam, even when he played that, he's like, hey, Cam's trying really hard, he's working every week, he's really getting into the playbook, blah, blah, blah. When they cut him, he was just like, we just made the decision. He didn't say anything I mean, nice no, about Cam. I mean, he's been saying things about yeah. Not originally. Maybe after Cam, he was Cam. pressured. But when they asked him, they were like, was this a hard decision to cut Cam? He was like, I don't rank the decisions. Mm. So 
To me, that sounds like a win. I don't know. Cam, any thoughts? Um, no, nothing, Cam? All right. Um, other winners and losers, anybody? Wow, li lively bunch tonight. Uh, I, I feel like I had something that I sent into the group, but I can't remember what it was. Cam's just gone, just taken off. Um, all right, do we have anyone that wants to lead off with a wasted tape? No, I'm here, and I'll do it. I had to grab my laptop because it's a big episode for a lot of reasons. Um, last week before football, guys, expect all these saves to be football-wise. Big predictions, bold predictions before anyone's touched the field. I'm so excited. I don't know about you guys, but yeah. I've waited a long time for this. College football was lit. Fans back in the stadium. FSU doesn't suck necessarily. So I'm back. I'm ready to go. All right, fantasy football season as well upon us. I hate my team. Always do. Um, I've drafted in two leagues now. Now, what I try to do when I have two different teams is I try I draft kind of similarly. I actually have the same exact spot in the draft in both leagues, fourth spot and man league. And I did nothing of the sort. I The only player that I have in both leagues is Robert Tunyon. Don't like that. Don't, don't like that at all. Now, I did a little research in Robert Tunyon, and here's the thing. He's a red zone threat. 11 touchdowns last year. Decent yardage. Devontae Adams is um, obviously on the Packers squad. I, I think it's a sign. I got two people. I got two leagues. One guy happens to be on both teams. I think Robert Tanyan is going to be the greatest tight end in the league this year. I don't know how you want to value that. If you want to go by touchdown, a receiving tight end. So touchdowns, yards, combine them, whatever. Pro Bowl, unanimous, number one tight end in the league this year, Robert Tanyan. Um, So this take is entirely based on your hopes of having your one player that you have in both your teams popping off. I mean... That's that's the gist of this take. Uh, I don't buy it. I think there's a lot better tight ends out there uh, than Robert Tunyon. Uh, you know, I, I mean, will he be solid? Probably just because he's in that offense where they're going to air it out and Rodgers is going to, you know, throw it downfield. But is he a better option when he's throwing it downfield than Adams or, you know, uh, what's his name? They just got back. Cobb, is it? Uh, is he a better option than those guys? I don't think so. Um, I don't like these fantasy-based takes. Uh, you know, you, you get a fantasy guy and you decide, oh, this is the guy I'm riding with. I'm, he's going to have a good year just based on my fantasy draft. So, I mean, at the end of the day, no one really cares about your fantasy team. So, uh, I'm going to go ahead and say no. I don't agree. Tuck? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you hate your team, so they're not going to do well. Um, I, I don't love Robert Tanyan. I guess he had a good year last year, but, like, I don't know. He's just never, he's never popped to me. I just think he's another guy that fits into that Aaron Rodgers offense. You know, he'll have a decent year because Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback that spreads out the ball. But, I mean, I don't see anything exciting coming from Robert Tunyon's staff. He's like the fourth option on that offense, right? Yeah, like I'd, I'd rather have Marquez Valdez Scanley. Yeah, fourth or fifth. Like okay. you, you have all those receivers, then you have Aaron Jones too. And, he's and then, like, he's, honestly, I'd put A.J. Dillon above him. 
Put the put RB two yeah, up last year. Well, last year. I mean, yeah, he's a red zone threat. Like that's what. Yeah, that's and that gotta, it's, it's Rod, spreads the ball around, but I don't think he's any type of superstar. He's not horrible, Cam. It's not a horrible pick. Uh, Dell. Fifty-two receptions. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Cam, Cam, I'm all in. Um, sometimes you have a, uh, a good gut, and Cam's got a great gut. Um, Big gut. So guy. I'm, I'm going Cam. Uh, this is 100% going to happen. I don't know why you guys think otherwise. Uh, we got a great quarterback uh, in Aaron Rodgers for this for this team. Turtleneck. Um, he's going to throw the ball with his turtleneck on, prove everybody wrong, uh, right to that tight end about 14 times this year. At about a billion yards. So I'm all in on that camp. Agree with you, 100. 14 catches for a billion oh, yards. That's, that's nuts. Um, yeah, it's not an awful pick, Cam. It's just saying I don't think he's going to be the best tight end in the league this year. I think you got a guy like George Kittle. He's probably going to be better. Uh, I don't know. Just a wild name to throw out there. But uh, who wants to go next? Oh, I will. All right, go ahead. Uh, if you guys don't know. The University of Texas played yes, uh, this weekend and had a great game. Under new coach Steve Sarkeesian, they got a new QB. I forget his name, but the guy is a runner. He's mobile back there. He's got a lot of – I like him a lot. Uh, their running back is apparently one of the top running backs in, the, in college right now. And their defense looks really solid. I think this team beats Oklahoma. I think this team wins the Big 12. I really do. I think they're the best team in the conference. I think they have all the ability in the world to win it and make it on into the college football playoffs. I mean, yes, do I every year just think whatever team I like is going to make the playoffs? Yes, but I think I'm, I think I'm right this year. I think, led by Steve Sarkeesian, they will make the college football playoffs. They beat the Raging Cajuns 23rd in the country by 20, and it frankly felt like a blowout. Cam, you're you're a big college football guy. I'll let you take this on first. Um, all right. So here's the thing. Is your take they're going to make the college football playoffs? Yeah, sure. Okay. I think they'll probably beat Oklahoma, too, because Spencer Rattler is a joke. He's a fraud. He's a plow. Oh, I forgot about that. People, people are praising him like he's the next Patrick Mahomes, and he stinks in hockey. And you've seen the videos of him in high school. Where he was just yelling at his teammates at practice about how they can't get in. I just don't like that attitude. Um, and he proved it on the field. He beat Tulane by five. Good job. And... Um, the Texas running back is ranked number two in the country. Yeah, I don't see – I see them, you know, possibly beating Oklahoma. I don't think that's a, a place to take. Will they get into the college football playoffs? No, definitely not. Because the Big 12 has – I don't know. Oklahoma is the number one team in yeah. that conference. They're number two. If they have a chance against Oklahoma, they're probably going to move back to like six after that gross win. Is TCU in there? How's it TCU? I'd have to look in there. Uh, yeah, is in the Big 12. I don't think it's going to happen. Texas always way, finds a way to you know, lose one or two um, bad ones. So I don't think so. 
but will they beat Oklahoma? Very possible. Um, I have no idea. I mean, all I know is it was very, I mean, it's a very early, right? So a lot of teams that were supposed to play really well didn't. Um, it's week one. You got to wait till things flesh out a little bit, I think, before you start making these claims. I just am a firm believer that Texas will never be back. I just could, because I think it's funny. Um, Welcome, baby. I do like Sark. Uh, I like him as a coach. Um, I actually watched an interview he did with Mark Sanchez this week about Mac Jones. He did it a while ago, but I watched it this week. Um, so, I mean, Oklahoma, I think they're going to figure it out. I don't think Texas is going to make the college football playoff, but could Oklahoma lose to Texas? Sure, why not? So I'll, I'll buy half into your take. Uh, Dell? Um, I don't know anything about this, but horns up, baby. All right. Uh, Dell, you got a take? I do have a take. Um, I could go either way. I got two different ones brewing. Um, all right. So, obviously, we, we're going to talk a lot about Cam Newton and Mac Jones this evening. Um, I'll start the discussion off here. Um, I think <clears throat> I'm saying uh, Belichick. I don't even I don't know how the Patriots got Jones at what was it, fourteen? Fifteen. 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 I mean I think it's kind of bananas. I don't know what strings he he pulled and little side favors he gave, if you know what I mean. Um so yeah, what do you mean? I think you use your imagination. Um <laughs> I so that's besides the point though. Um Bill Belichick was going to fire Cam Newton regardless. And here's the deal. We have learned since uh, in the past week that apparently Jones was teaching Newton. Yeah, I heard that from Ninkovich. And I am not surprised by this. Um, Cam Newton when he came into the league, had a Wonderlick score of like five below the average of quarterbacks, and he was second worst among uh, quarterbacks. And I think Belichick, his praise of his work ethic is also a slant at his lack of praise of his intelligence, as I think what, what went on. I think Belichick understood that this was a Band-Aid year, and... He needs a guy who understands a playbook. I think he was going to cut Newton regardless because I think he thought that he wasn't smart. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And uh, he was going to play anybody just because he was uh, he was going to get anybody who uh, could understand the playbook. All right. So I struggle with this one because I do think that I don't understand why he was on the roster after, you know, the season that he had. Um, it's I thought, you know, originally it was going to be in the backup role at some point. Um, the thing I don't understand that I don't really like this take is that why sign him to a one-year deal? Like, why did they do that? If they you were- realize the, the one-year deal was a um it was all incentive based 
I mean, there was I understand. Like, no, I understand the deal. I just don't it was understand. Like, if it was his like, mentality was, if his mentality was, I'm picking a quarterback or I'm picking up a quarterback in free agency or I'm trading for a quarterback like Jimmy G and I'm getting rid of Cam before the season starts all along, I don't think he signs with that one-year deal. I think Mac Jones genuinely beat him out for this position. And then they saw, I, I tend to agree with Tucker that Cam Newton's not a backup. He's a vocal guy. He's a leader. He's a, and you also don't want your quarterback looking over his shoulder the whole time, especially if he's a rookie. Maybe they would have kept him if they had say traded for Garoppolo and it was Garoppolo and Newton, and they they had them battle it out. I think that's that's a little different than having a rookie who you need to build his confidence. And you can't have a former league MVP and a guy who's loved by all his teammates sitting behind him, looking over him every every time he makes a mistake. Because um, Mac Jones is going to make mistakes, Please. like people are talking about. Like how he's the next Tom Brady. That's absolute bullcrap. Uh, he's now, gonna I have some bad games, but I don't. I don't. Be. I don't disagree with you, but I think Belichick. And this is like I don't want to turn this into the rest of my take, but um, Belichick has been feeding to get his hands on a guy that he can mold, so he can prove to the rest of the I world agree. I agree. that he is a quarterback training legend and. Um, having Cam in the locker room in the preseason just fuels, uh, you know, the fire in Mac to try to see how his competitiveness. I think it, uh, Newton in the locker room um, is a benefit for Mac, and I think that's just another tool that he Belichick used to bring Mac up. I think it was, there was no doubt he was going to start Mac after after I've mulled this over. Um, you know, one because he wants to prove that he can, you know, coach a guy up, and 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 having Newton sign for this like league minimum contract in the back of Belichick's mind, knowing he's just going to cut him anyway because he's just giving him crazy incentives that he's never going to reach anyway. He's not going to be on the team. I do agree that I think that they part of part of keeping Cam on the entire preseason. Maybe he knew Mac was going to start after week one of the preseason or week two, but keeping Cam on to build that confidence of him beating him out. But I just don't see the point in signing him if they were going to cut him. I genuinely believe I that. I genuinely believe that at one point or during this preseason, something happened either on the field. It could have been that playbook thing. could have been the COVID thing, whether it was manufactured by Bill or not, um, <laughs> that changed Bill's mind that instead of – I think he always planned to go to Mac Jones at some point, but I think something changed his mind to the point where he was like, okay, we're just going to go with him now. Uh Tucker and Cam, we're kind of locking you out here. So, Tuck, you want to touch on it? Yeah, I mean, I think it happened over the course of the uh, preseason. I think that there was a genuine thought that Cam was going to be the starter. Um, Because, I mean, you can't bank on your rookie that you took on 15 to be that guy right off the bat. Like, you need to see him play. You need to know if he can play under pressure. Like some guys just don't transition well to the NFL. Some guys sorry, need sorry. time. Some guys need extra time to learn. What? Nothing. I just played an ad on accident on Twitter. Some guys need to learn the playbook. Like there's a lot of things that go into it. So I I don't think that you can just like expect a rookie to be able to take over. You kind of, I mean, you can hope he's good enough, but I I wouldn't put all my eggs in that basket. Well, right? I, I I think he was just waiting for somebody to be a better, you know, uh, 
uh, coordinator on the field, and he just it, like as soon as it became apparent that Mac Jones was a smarter quarterback, he was like, "All right, I'm done with this." Do you think so? Are you saying that he made up his mind when he signed Cam or when he drafted Mac? When he drafted Mac. Okay, that's a little more reasonable because I don't see the point in signing him if you knew you were going to cut him. Uh, yeah, Cam, your thoughts? Well, I don't even know if he made the decision then. So, what if he sucked? Like, I know. I, I I think he was gonna. He was. He would. I, I think he would rather have Jones for the full year than he would um, as after he drafted him than Cam for three games. So, do you think if if with Nasar, I mean, like last year if Stidham was good, do you think they would have cut Cam? No, no. It's because of the. It's because of the. I think what Bill has learned over the year of Cam, knowing how he plays, I think that he genuinely. I don't know. I watch Cam play, and I watch the throws he makes, and I just, I never. It didn't dawn on me that he may not be like that good of a coordinator behind, like on the field. I just thought he just was like. Didn't yeah, have a good arm anymore. Yeah, yeah, I didn't really think of that until, like, I looked up his Wonderlick score. I looked up the fact that he doesn't understand, like, that Mac Jones knew the playbook in two weeks, and this guy didn't. Like, Mac Jones got a girlfriend to help him out. Yeah, I saw that. That's and lit, by the way. She's coming. She's a she's a rider. I'm all Sophie Scott on on Instagram. Good follow. I'm gonna say it right now. Sophie Scott's way better than Giselle. I'm not gonna say that. I fucking hated Giselle. I never hated Giselle. I still oh, like Giselle. can't throw and catch the ball, dumb bitch. Um, she, just, she thought she was the best. I, I never liked Giselle. That's fair. That's a fair take. I'm not going to value her. I, I liked her up until I found out she was, like, against Brady Stain. That's when I was like, yeah. mm, maybe, sh- maybe shut up. the better first lady of Foxborough. We'll see how Fo- Sophie feels when Bill is lowballing Mac Jones on his third contract. Is that – can we call her that the – yeah. She is the first lady. First it was, lady it was, Foxborough. I was calling Kennedy Stidham the first lady of, of uh, Foxborough last year. She's about the eight, the 18th lady. She's, I mean, her I husband sucks. She's, she's a big reason he stinks, I think. It's because she drags him to weddings and he should be in a playbook. Yeah, no, I'm not a Kennedy Stidham fan. I am a Sophie Scott fan. I'm a huge Sophie Scott fan. Brittany Mahomes fan. I'm not, a, I hate Brittany Mahomes. <laughs> as, as I've mentioned on this podcast, I hate Brittany Mahomes. Should, who made the take that she needs to like NFL player NFL QB wise? Who made the list? Oh, the, the take that she needed to get like excommunicated. Wasn't that you, Cam? I think it was me. I said something like, "If, if as long as she's around after the Super Bowl, I think you made you made that claim." <laughs> All right, yeah. a lot of football takes. I'm going to break it up. You know, I've done a lot of NFL takes over the off season, so I have my rookie of the year set. You know, I'm going to set my my playoffs. Um, I made some bold claims that maybe I'm going to take back a few. Um, but I'm going to go baseball. So the, the Boston Red Sox. I am going Boston. I, this is not a pander take. I'm going Red Sox. Um, this team has been struggling ever since the break. Big time. Didn't really make any giant moves. Picked up Schwarber. That was about it. Um, they have now the worst COVID situation um in the league which you know 
however you feel, it's a problem. Um, and last, I don't know if you guys saw the game yesterday, but they were up seven nothing, and they seven let one. seven one. They let up two, not one, two inside the park home runs, and let the Tampa Bay Rays, the division leaders, beat them uh, in in extras. They also had uh, a chance to be in a good position, but I think runners on second and third with one out in the top of the tenth or whatever, and Christian or the the bottom of the ninth. And Christian Vasquez just whiffed on a bunt. Absolutely whiffed on it. Maybe it was the bottom of the 10th. I don't know. But Christian Vasquez doesn't know how to bunt. Um, I've seen this movie before. This is the type of loss. Yesterday's loss is the loss that's going to send them spiraling. They're currently getting their doors blown off again by the Rays. They are holding on to that second wild card spot, but they are getting closer and closer to the Athletics and the, and the Blue Jays. Red Sox are missing the playoff, boys. Um, I hate to say it. I mean, they overachieved for a long time. Uh, we, I said at the beginning of the season that this was going to be a dumpster season. Turns out it, it, it has become that after filling us up, up with hope, which is classic Red Sox. They're not going to make the playoffs. They're going to get caught here. Uh, the COVID situation is not getting any better. They had some no names playing for them. Some That second baseman, I don't even know what his name is. Um, he was out there. He made a terrible error. They have old friend Jose Iglesias, who was a, a great shortstop about eight years ago nine years ago, who they got rid of, now doesn't know how to play the infield anymore. Um, so they're down to a skeleton crew there. The COVID situation doesn't sound like it's going away anytime soon. Hopefully it does. But, um, yeah, they're going to miss the playoffs. This is the start of a terrible downward spiral. Dell, I'll let you go first because you're the baseball guy. Um, so on paper, if, did you watch the game? I watched uh, the ending of it. All right, so on on paper, I understand where you're going. And they had Chris Sale on the mound also, which is, should this, be a win, up seven this one. Fe- this feels like a uh, bucket of chicken game, but I'm telling you, you are so wrong. This team before yesterday uh, had won. Four straight, really, really good wins. I watched all those games. Um, really, really, really good wins. Uh, or, sorry, they lost to Cleveland in the third game that set. But yesterday's game came down to the sun. The bases were loaded. Sale had two strikes on a batter. Guy had a fly ball to center. The sun got in Verdugo's eyes. Yeah, but then the second baseman launched it into the fifth row. He did launch it in the fifth row. Um, so it wasn't inside the park. It was a double error. Or actually, it was a triple with an error, technically. But, I mean, you lost it in the sun. Um, and they were winning in the ninth. They blew it in the ninth. But they were... That that, that wins, or that loss stinks. But that, that, that loss does not define the season. In my opinion, they um, you're bashing on the second baseman. He also had a double and a triple in the game. Um, they're playing a bunch of nobodies the past week, and they still went uh, four and two. Um, so I I'm not ready to give up on this team. I think they're playing genuinely good baseball. They got unlucky last night. They're getting smoked tonight, right now. Tonight they're getting molly walked, but you can't win every game. Um, 
there's 20 games left in the season. I think they can squeak it out. I think they can. I think they'll be ahead of the Yankees. The Yankees look like garbage. Yankees are down. Are spiraling. That's um, correct. So, I think they're gonna. So this is what this is what happens. You have guys that are your starters who are playing like crap, and is what happened. You know, at the beginning of July when they started to lose their lead. All of those guys are on COVID DL. You bring in new guys. The new guys find a way to win. They're chipping in. They're getting the boys rowdy. The starters will come back. They'll understand that, 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 you know, it's their time. They need to be who they need to be. They uh, got their, you know, their funk out of the way because they haven't played in two weeks. They're going to come back, like, happy to play baseball, ready to finish the season strong, nice and refreshed. They're going to go on a tear. We're going to go right into the playoffs as an underdog. And you know what happens when you're an underdog, you win. I, so think I, think that, I think you're entirely wrong. I think this is a season-defining loss because just when you're starting to round that corner again, just when you're starting to look good again, that's when you get hit and you lose like that, and now they're getting smoked. I also think I think their best chance is to go 500. I think they have to play 500 ball the rest of the way. If they go under 500, they're screwed, which isn't a huge ask, but the way they've been, the way they played over the past three months, it's entirely possible. Uh, Tuck? Uh, Red Sox would. I mean, Red Sox make the playoffs. I think they're getting healthy again. The guys are getting off the COVID I, uh, IL. I don't know what. IL. I yeah, IL. So I think that we get back here. I think we get right. We end off with a series against the Yankees. We obviously sweep the Yankees and take the fifth spot. Uh, Cam, I have a feeling you're going to be on my side on this one. Well, do you think the Yankees are going to make the playoffs? Uh, no. Yes. Yes. I don't know. I have to look at standing. I don't know. Yes. The Yankees they're, are up a half game on the Red Sox right now. Yeah, the Yankees are going to make the playoffs. And then but it's, they're it's, on it's, more of a skid than us, Jay. We're 5-5 five and five in our last time. The Yankees are 3-7. and seven. Yeah, but I think they could hold, hold yeah, off everybody. Though. They're either going to get the first or second spot, and then the other spot's going to go to the Jays or the, the Athletics, I think, is going to happen. Well, the Mariners. The Jays. Anyway, the Blue Jays are nice. They're crushing us. Anyway, um, so what makes this different? My ways to take like two weeks ago was Red Sox don't make it and Yankees do. And now the Red Sox are in worse position. And you gave me slack for that when they, I mean, see what I'm getting at here? They're in better position now. I honestly forgot you made that tape, so. The Sox were like four games back when Cam made the take, I thought. Yeah, now they're in a, in a playoff. So, if anything, my take's hotter. If anything, my take's hotter because the, the Sox have a playoff spot right now, as of right now. I didn't think we – I thought the Yankees were behind when I made that take. No, they had just passed the Sox. Uh, I think we were two games – I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe you're right. Anyway, um, yeah, I agree. All right, that's wasted takes. Um, all right, so we got our big NFL extravaganza. Obviously, before that, I just want to get the quick Mac Jones cam talk because we recorded one day before the decision. Uh, kind of had to because of the moving situation. Um, but I just want to know what everyone's expectations are. Um, I think, and I want to ask you another question because this is the first real quarterback that Bill is going with after Brady, his own guy. 
Um, I want to know what you think. Obviously, Brady's winning the battle between those two. What does Bill have to do to either catch or lead him by the end of both of their careers? Um, so my, my, my expectations of this year are high. Uh, you spend a crap ton of money. You spent a high draft pick. I don't care that he's a rookie. You got to win 11 games. Uh, I, I, I expect this team to win 11 games and go to the playoffs as a wild card team. Um, I think if anything, you do anything less, it's a failure. Uh, you've got a ton of talent on defense. You've got decent talent on offense. Um, obviously, your defense is going to have to carry you to games. And if you don't win 11 games, 11, 12 games, I think this season's a failure. And, uh, you know, because you can't spend that much money and come out as a worse team. I think if you, you know, end up with eight wins, I think that's an absolute disaster. Um, so I have lofty expectations of Mac. I just want him to come out and play like, I would like him to play like Ben Roethlisberger did in his rookie year. He, he went something like 24 and 12 or something like that. Maybe maybe a few less passes, but I'd like to see that out of Mac. I'd like to see 20, 24 to 28 touchdown passes, you know, keep the interceptions under 13 and, uh, you know, just be a game manager and let, let the talent around you win. And I think he has the capacity to do that. Now, as for Bel- Belichick and Brady, obviously Brady's ready to go for another year and another Super Bowl run. I think if he wins another one this year, it's over for Belichick. There's no catching him. Um, but if Bill can turn this around, I don't think he even need, necessarily needs to win a Super Bowl in the rest of his career. If he, if Mac Jones comes out and turns into an elite quarterback in this league, even after Belichick's done, I think he's tied Brady in that respect. He's, you know, shown that he can bring up another guy. Um, obviously, winning a Super Bowl would would tie him, tie Brady. And if he could win a Super Bowl and Mac turns into a three, four time champion, then I think maybe he wins the, the battle. But that's just my thoughts on it, Tuck. Um, yeah, I want to skip the whole, like, Brady's winning the whole thing. Well, yes. Because he's, I mean, like, if Brady stayed with the Patriots team that wasn't that good, and Belichick went to the Chiefs and won a Super Bowl, no one would be like, oh, well, clearly Belichick has the much better legacy, because Belichick went to the better team, just like Brady did. I mean, people aren't talking about that. Brady went to a team with a top three O-line, top three receiving core, uh, top three defense like this was an absurd team that brady went to in year one was, though it was year one he came out and ran the yeah. ran it i mean i don't find it like that like shocking the team was clearly lacking a quarterback like he found a team that had everything else going for them but lacking a quarterback and then add a quarterback to a team that was already very good. don't talk most about james I'm, I'm not, but you can't – I'm not saying Jameis is still bad, but Jameis was not a good quarterback that year. He threw 30 interceptions. I disagree. I think Brady's Brady's goal is to go out and win championships and watch Bell not okay. succeed, well, and that's like, what's happening so I far. Just, I just think, like, it's impressive if he does it with a team that's not, like, an absolute number, like, top two talented team in the NFL. I mean, the Patriots, a lot of times, were that team, though. I know, I'm saying that. Yeah, yeah, they were. But um, there were times that they weren't, and they still made it there. I mean, I just don't think that, like, I don't know. I just don't think it's as huge of, like, everyone acts like it's this crazy thing that Brady went to a top team in the NFL and won a Super Bowl. But um, going off that, where were we? Jones. The Mac Jones deal, yeah. I mean, I don't blame him. I think I've already given my case for why I think it's good that they cut Cam. 
Uh, I'm excited for Mac. I think he has a lot of potential. He's been saying all the right things about, like, this isn't a huge win getting the starting role. I need to prove it. And like expected it. hearing all the stories of him, like teaching Cam the playbook, him practicing the playbook with his wife or with his girlfriend in their backyard. And not, the not wife. That's a key, key girlfriend, part of it. Not a wife. Um, in their backyard. It's just after hearing all these things, I get more and more excited for him to start. I mean, every article I read from him, I get more excited. I mean, this is probably the most exciting Patriots season since maybe the deflate gate suspension season because you've got a quarterback. You don't know what's going to happen. you got a lot of talent around him. Dill, your expectations of Mac and your thoughts on Brady versus Belichick. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm chewing. Cam, do you want to go instead? Yep. Um, I think Mac is going to be smart. I don't think I still don't think that he's like maybe the most talented, but he fits into the system really well where he's gonna do what he's told and he obviously knows his stuff. And I think that's gonna help him out. I still think that the receiving core around him is just not good enough to be making plays to where they're gonna be any sort of threat in the league. Um I think I think Matt can, could do okay. I think he's going to be a lot of check downs the first few games. I agree. A lot of safe routes, a lot of curls, but that's kind of the Patriots' way in the sense of like getting into the, the habit of things, especially with the receiving core that's kind of like new guys, don't really know what it's going to do. I think that'll, that'll help him. I don't know if it's going to win him games right off the bat, which is why I don't think they're going to go to the playoffs this year, but we'll get, we'll get to that. I mean, it sounds like your your stock on him is rising because you went from he sucks to it he is, could be okay. It is. I I think I think the system for him is gonna is gonna benefit him very well. Very Alabama esque system. He just doesn't have the receivers, and the line's probably you know slightly slightly worse than what he was used to at Alabama. But we'll see. I think that's all Patriots fans want is a guy who doesn't turn it over who can hit those four-yard passes, and just let the running game and, the, and take over from there. Uh, Dill? Um, <clears throat> first off, I'll uh, talk about Patriots. I think, like Trey said, um, there's high expectations, actually, for this year. Higher than I was expecting after the end of last year. Um, I, I Again, I don't know how all the 14 teams ahead of them allowed the Patriots to get literally the guy that they wanted. And as Cam said, a guy that fits the system way too well. Um, I, I think it's going to be a lot of safety passes, like Cam said, a lot of, you know, curls, short five-year passes like we're all dreaming about. Um, but that means consistency. And when you have consistency – as a quarterback and you have a offensive wizard and the Patriots <clears throat> coaching staff, that's going to be brutal on defenses. You can have, if you can have a quarterback that consistently make plays, um, they don't have to be giant, but if they can be, you know, locked in, you're going to make four yard passes 95% of the time. Um, 
and Bill can spill that run game, sprinkle it in there, um, and then go deep. Like I, I just, I just see the consistency being a, a big factor for the Patriots, and I think they're gonna. Um, they also benefit from what we talked about. One of the best defensive lines in the league, right? Off- offensive. Offensive lines in the league. Yeah. What about their defense? I thought we were really good. It's really good, but they're it's more their secondary and their linebackers. All right. So anyway, they're going to have a tremendously good defense apparently, and a very very good O line with a supposedly consistent quarterback who understands this complex playbook in about four weeks enough to teach the guy who was there for a year before. Um, I think that's a recipe that's good for the Pats. I think they go. Somewhere along the lines of eleven and six, I think that's the sweet spot. Um, I could see ten and seven, and I can see uh, twelve and five. So I'm going eleven and six. I think they make the playoffs. As for Belichick and Brady, I touched on that before earlier. It's a situation to me where I think that little squirrel in the back of Belichick's head um, is cracking nuts trying to figure out a plan to, to take over the throne back again from Brady. And I think, again, he sees Mac as his opportunity to display that. And if, and if he comes out and has this 11-6 and six year, make the playoffs, maybe win a game, and continues with that uh, years down the line for another five years of five greater than 500 football, making playoffs 90% of the time or 80% of the time, whatever, um, I think that bodes well for him. Like Trey said, I don't know if he has to win a Super Bowl. I mean, if he wins one, it would be way better for him, obviously. But, um, And I've always been on the train of they're both equal. But, I mean, if that were to happen, that would really solidify a lot of people's um, thoughts of it being equal between the two. Uh, all right. So... This is our third iteration of our NFL picks. This is the final one. Now, I thought of something, gentlemen, we could do differently this year. We always have our playoff points contest. I'm thinking I'm going to record these picks, and these each team you get right in the playoffs will be a point to your total in the playoff race contest. Does that sound good to everybody? Yeah, sounds good to me. All righty. Um, so I figure we'll go east to west. We'll jump conferences back and forth, and uh, we'll make our picks for our – Division winners, and then hold off on wildcard till the end. We'll do our three wildcard teams. And then I want Super Bowl match and winners. Uh, do we want to wait on MVP picks or anything like that? Yeah, I think I'll wait. Yeah, wait. All right. So we'll start AFC East, close to home. We've got the Bills, the Dolphins, the Patriots, and the Jets. I am going to take the Bills to win this division. I had made a take last year that the Bills losing in the AFC Championship was better for their overall story, and I think that's right. I think they're motivated. I think they uh, have a great team. Obviously, Josh Allen took a big step forward. There is worries that he could regress with his craziness uh, with the football, but he's got a solid receiving core. Um, That defense is looking better, so uh, I'm taking the Bills here. In a close in a close race for this division, this division is going to be tight. I think you got three good teams and then one team that's on the rise. Um, so I'm taking the Bills here to win the division. Uh, Cam, I'm also picking the Bills. Um, 
model stock in the Bills this year. Josh Allen coming off a great season and top five MVP candidate. I think they they handle this division. I, I think they'll play top of any division, but um, they'll, they'll win 12 games or so, probably. Tucker. Uh, yeah, I guess it'll be boring. Take the Bills. I mean, they're really good. Uh, they got everything going for them, but I don't want to see him win it, but I'll do it. This is like a mental hedge. I actually don't hate the Bills at all, which is sad. But Yeah, but I just I like the Pats more. So Yes, correct. Hurts. Um, all right. NFC East, Cam, this is your division. All right. I'll just Oh, sorry, it. Dylan. Go ahead. Sorry. I, was, um, I, wrote, I wrote your name down and your pick, so. <laughs> so I'm going with the Bills. Okay. <laughs> um. Although, you know, they, I mean, I'm looking at their schedule, and they they just they got a they got a good schedule. They can rack up some wins. Um, yeah, Bills are a lock. All right, Bills Bills sweep ways it takes. Uh, NFC East, Cam, this is your uh, division, your home division. So this one's a toughie because who knows what's going on here. Uh, I've gone back and forth. I did say last week that the Eagles were going to win the division, and I want a point for that. I'm doing a take-take back. I thought about it. You guys convinced me. The Eagles are bad. Eagles are bad. No matter who is quarterback, the team's not good. You said the Eagles were going to win the division? You don't remember that? No. It was literally a week ago. Wait, you said win the division or make it lead them to the playoffs? I said lead to the playoffs, and I mentioned at one point win the division. It doesn't matter. Yeah, as if two teams are going to make it out of the NFC East. Um, so I have, uh, this is a tough one. I got, I'm going with my gut again. I did the same thing last year. I'm going with the boys. They're too talented, man. It just, they have so much talent around them. Uh, I'm hoping that Dak can stay healthy despite my take. Um, I think the hard knocks hype got to me a little bit, maybe, because I have been locked in on hard knocks. So, uh, that hype got to me a little bit. Um, taking the boys here. I think it's big comeback year for Zeke, big breakout year for, uh, CD, um, I like the boys here in, in a not great division. Uh, Cam. Oh, I think it will be a close division again. I think the leader is going to come out with a, a nine and eight. And I uh, like Johnny. They put it all together. I think Daniel Jones, um, he had some shining moments in the preseason. Our biggest thing is if we can all stay healthy, I think um, I think we're going to be okay. We picked up two offensive linemen after the game against the Pats, so hopefully we'll we'll be good to go for week one against Denver. Bradley Chubb got a bad guy got arrested, so I don't think he's going to be playing, which is great. I love that. Um, so just got to worry about Bob Miller. Anyway, Giants nine and eight going to the playoffs, winning the division. Tiger. Uh, yeah, I'm struggling between two teams. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think the Cowboys are the most talented team in this division. As long as they stay healthy, they win. Dylan. I am following suit with Cameron. Um, I've been on the Giants train. Um, I was on Giants train last year when they were garbage. Um, so was I. I've gotten off. They weren't that garbage. Uh, they just missed out on a couple games. They lost a bunch of games by one score. Um, 
They were missing their star running back. I think Jones. I think people people sleep on Jones. I think he's uh, um, decent, and I think he'll be better this year. He's gotten better every year. Um, I it's hard to put faith in the Cowboys. I think uh, Hard Knocks is a slap in the face, and their morale is going to be just because of it. Um, I I don't have confidence in in their quarterback and Dak, and I. Uh, I, I, it's funny. It's, it's like you see the talent on that team and you expect them to be good, but they haven't they haven't proven it, proven it. So I you can't really go with it. Um, so I'm going Giants here. I think they got way better um, than the Cowboys did. Uh, nobody's nobody's thinking Washington, huh? I was I was Are stuck between the between the Cowboys. The other team I was debating yeah, I was. I think Washington's going to be a sleeper this year. They got a really talented uh, skill positions, and I think Fitzpatrick's an upgrade from Smith. Uh, small upgrade, but an upgrade. Um, all right. AFC South. Uh, interesting division. A lot of intrigue here with three of the teams. It's the fourth team that I'm taking. It's the Titans' uh, division to lose here. Uh, I see nothing but problems with the other three teams. Obviously, you have the Sean Watson situation. You have the Carson Wentz situation. Uh, that kind of that QB uh, situation is kind of in flux. And then you've got the Jaguars with a rookie quarterback and a terrible team around them. Um, I think that's a recipe for disaster. So... I think this is the Titans to lose. I don't think they have to play particularly well to uh, win. I think they got the, to handle the Colts, and that'll do it. So uh, I'm taking the Titans. Obviously, they have a great roster. Derrick Henry adding Julio Jones. It's it's A lot of it's on Tannehill. Can he continue to play uh, kind of out of his mind as he has been the last couple of years? Uh, who knows? Um, so I'm taking the Titans here to win the division. Uh, Cam? Yeah, it's got to be the Titans. There's way too many question marks around the Colts right now. I would tie in the Colts. I think I even put them in the last time we did this. But as soon as Carson has got injured again, I just I lost all faith. Um, and then Jacob Beeson, I don't think he's going to be able to do it once Carson Wentz inevitably dies. Uh, so it's got to be the Titans. I mean, there's, there's just no other way around it. They could win 10 and probably comfortably win the division. Tucker? Yeah, I'm taking the Colts here. Um, I just think that I think their run game's incredibly strong. I think they have the better defense, the better O-line, the better run game. Actually, not the better run game. I take that back. Derrick Henry, obviously, is incredible. But I think with the O-line, they're looking really good. Um, and then I like Carson Wentz. I think that he can break out this year, hopefully. I mean, as a former MVP candidate. Um, I just... I have high expectations for them, and I think they should win this division based off of, I think their offense is good enough and their defense is much better. Sam Ellinger, Tucker? And you know what? If Carson Wentz gets injured, you got a great third stringer there in Sam, Sam Ellinger. <laughs> Dill. You're muted. Tucker's been high on the Colts for two Two and a half years now. Yeah, no, since we started, um, I will always be high on the call. And last year, I laughed in his face. And I don't even think you guys laughed in his face. Um, but I was right, and I'm going to be right here again. The Colts are the, – they might lose to the Jaguars. I'm not they weren't on, bad last I'm year. Not, yeah, but they didn't make playoffs, did they? Did um, they? They did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, but that doesn't yeah. count because they didn't. <laughs> so, you got to win one. 
It doesn't. I mean, making it, making it, making it. I was like, I was like, I don't know where this is going. I thought, I thought this was gonna be an apology. I thought this was gonna be you apologizing for laughing in my face when I said the Colts are gonna be good. But it turns out you're the playoffs and losing is not good. You're like slightly above average. Dylan grew up in New England. All right. So um, I'm going Titans. I mean, that's a lock. They are the only team that has all three facets of the sport um, locked in. Everybody else has got a lot of problems. Yeah, they won the division last year, though. Like, handily. Yeah, but did they win the The playoffs? You have to win this. (laughs) Did they win a playoff game? (laughs) I mean, I don't care what you say. Did they win a playoff game? The Titans defense is trash. Yeah, but they do they win games. Did they, they win playoffs? Game game? Last year. They didn't win one last year, no. Did they win one the year before? <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. They did pretty well. <laughs> Unlike the Colts. All right. <laughs> NFC South. Uh, this is a locked Bucks. Uh, Bucks are going to win. They'll, they might drop two games here and there. I mean, this is a stud team. It's a, an all-star team. Uh, I have don't see anyone challenging them, not even Jameis in an MVP t- caliber season. Uh, we'll touch them, I believe. So I'm going Bucks here. Uh, let's let's see your money where your mouth is, boys. Who wins this division in Cam? Bucks. All right. <laughs> Bucks. Bucks for Tucker. Dylan? Um, all roads lead to Bucks. All right. Oh, uh, I love that. I love that, Dylan. So, I, I will say one thing. Um, did I win this last year? I did. This was one of my one wins on this entire podcast. We won it two years I, ago. Two years did, ago, you did, took it. I took it last year. Did we go by the picks that we made? Like no, we just went early. No, we just went week by week picks. So we're gonna do that, but we're also gonna do these are gonna be extra points. Maybe we'll wait. Maybe we'll give five points if you get the Super Bowl matchup right. I think that could be fun. So we're gonna do points for if you get these picks right. But one point for right. each team you get right. And then one point for each matchup you pick correctly in the playoffs. Oh, in the actual playoffs. Okay. Yeah. All right. AFC North. Uh, interesting division. Uh, you've got, I think, three good teams. One coming up kind of similar to the AFC East. Um, this is tough, man. I'm going Browns here. Uh, I think this is going to be a big year for the Browns. I think the Ravens are going to have trouble. I think Lamar regressed as a passer last year. I see the same thing happening this year. They also have problems with the running game now, which is their bread and butter. Um, I think the Browns are putting it together. They're starting to establish a culture there that isn't being, you know, the doormat of the league. Um, I think Baker's going to have a great year. I think that receiving core is good. I like some of their draft picks. I think uh, JOK, Jeremiah Owosu Komoro Moa. Uh, could wow. be a sleeper wow. deep, uh, defensive rookie of the year. Uh, great pick in their set. They got him in the second, right? Um, they had a great draft. Uh, I love the Browns this year. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Cam. Yeah, I knew they were doing JLK. I just didn't know it was going to be the second round. Uh, yeah. I also love the Browns. <laughs> I am always been a hater of the Browns, and I had no faith in them last year, and they proved me wrong. Team is stacked now. It's all on Baker. Baker's team to, you know, 
make the playoffs or not. It's all depending on what he does. Everyone around him is insane. So I like the Browns. I'm also hedging my bet because they don't make the playoffs. I won't bat an eye because I hate the Browns. Um, Tucker, the dog is dead. Do you have the Browns taking the division? Yes, of course I have the Browns. I forgot about the dead dog. <laughs> the hot take. The <laughs> swagger, swagger 2 is much more lucky than Swagger. Um, all right, Dell. I mean, can we say no. it? Swagger was a bad dog. Swagger, terrible dog. Sucked as a bad dog. dog. Sorry, uh, Swagger. Cute, bad dog. Dead. Dead as a doornail. Uh, Dell. We got. Um, I I also have the Browns, and I'm kind of on the same fence as Cam. I have. It has taken me a long time to be a believer of the Cleveland Steamer. Um, <laughs> I there. It's hard for me to believe in this team. Um, but you're saying the right things, Trey. They got better. Um, they they have good wide receiver core. Um, Baker's okay. I think he's better. I think. As, like I said before, I think Lamar is going to be thought of as like a bottom tier quarterback by the end of this year. Um, I'm also looking at the schedule. I got strength of schedule, much easier games for the Browns overall than the, than the Ravens. Um, so I'm going Browns. All right. Uh, clean sweep for the Brownies. NFC North. I uh, think this is the Packers division to lose. Obviously, you got Aaron back. Uh, that's huge. One sneaky thing, though, if they don't do well this season, watch out for a Matt LaFleur fire. Um, if they want to salvage Aaron Rodgers, maybe keep him until the end of his career, he says, get LaFleur out of here, get the GM out, they might clean house. Um, just just a sneaky little side thing for you. But I think, I mean, the rest of this division, Vikings are a bottom three team for me. I hate the Vikings, uh, as I've mentioned many times on this podcast. The Lions move all pro sports out of Detroit per cam. And then the Bears are coming up. But they have a bonehead running that team, and Matt Nagy won't go with the with the young gun. He's being a coward. He's he's trying. He's outthinking himself. Um, so uh, I think this is the Packers' division to lose. Obviously, uh, good team there. So go Pack, go uh, Cam. I got the cheese heads. The Vikings are the only other ones that stand a chance, um, and they probably don't stand a chance. So that's it. Talk. Yeah, cheese heads. Dell. Um, Green Bay. And I, I like that take, Trey, with uh, the coach there. Um, Sneak a little not, side bet there. I'm not confident in um, Rodgers after this season, but I am high on Rodgers this season. I don't know why. Got something to prove. Um, all right, AFC West Chiefs. That's all I got to say. Cam? Yeah, Chiefs. <laughs> We all just say Chiefs and move on. Clean sweep. Chiefs. Yeah. All right, Chiefs all the way. Uh, NFC West. Interesting division. Um, I like the Cardinals coming up. Uh, I think the Rams have made some decent moves. Um, not a huge fan of Stafford. I have said he's a Hall of Famer. I think he's a solid quarterback, but I don't know if he's a winner. Um, Niners, QB situation kind of in flux, so that leaves me with the Seahawks. I think Seahawks... Hopefully they shored up that defense. Um, if they haven't, they're going to have a tough year again. But, I mean, they've got a good offense. They've got a top five quarterback in the NFL. Um, it's going to be a close one. I think this is another – this is the, probably 
again for this for this second year in a row, this is the best division in football. Maybe even going back before that, but since we've been like going since the beginning of the season, um, it's gonna be tight. It's gonna be tight. I'm just leaning on the the experience of Russ and uh, you know and the talent he has around him, DK. Um, and I'm just hoping that defense is better here. So I'm going Hawks. Uh, Cam. I got the Rams. Wow. I think it is the best. I think it's the best division in, in sports here. But I got, I mean, look, McVay went, went all in on Stafford. And I think it's, it's make or break. And I love Stafford. He's been trapped in Detroit for so long. Never complained. Big heart. Breaks his hand. Still throwing touchdowns rookie season. He deserves it. And I think he's going to go out there and get it. Yeah, no, I'm agreeing with Cam here. I also have the Rams win this division. Um, Their defense is fucking incredible. Um, I think Matt Stafford's a huge upgrade. I just think this team has all the pieces to compete for a Super Bowl right now. I mean, I do think this is the best division in football. And if any team won this division, I wouldn't be shocked, which I can't say about any other division. But... uh, yeah, I, I got to take the Rams here. Uh, I love all – I mean, there's no team in this division that would shock me. Dylan. Um, I'm just going to go with the Seahawks here. Um, I do agree that the Rams got better. I don't know if Matt Stafford is the answer. I mean, I love Matt Stafford, and I want him to win. Um, but I don't – I don't. That's true. Um, unless you're unless you're a veteran winning on your way out, that might be the only stipulation. Wasn't um, the sea. I mean, the Seahawks. I mean, they. I'm looking. I'm a big schedule guy. Uh, they play. They play a much easier schedule. Um, so I'm going Seahawks. All right. Um, so let's start AFC wildcard teams. Let's do all three at once. Um, this is, I'm struggling here. Um, so I'm thinking about obviously the teams I have in the mix are the Dolphins, the Patriots, the Chargers, the Ravens, the Steelers, and the Colts. So I'm trying to decide between those teams. I think I'm going to put the Steelers in. I think the Steelers, uh, they're riding one last time for Ben. I like the Najee Harris pickup. I still think they're a solid team. Um, they were obviously the biggest frauds in the league last year. Um, but I think they might be able to put it together. I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, I do think they're a solid team. They are getting hampered by injury a little bit, but I think Lamar's good enough um, to get them there as a runner. Uh, I I hate these picks. I'm starting to change my mind. Um, you're putting you're putting three teams from the AFC North in. You know what? Take out the Steelers. Put in. I don't want to do this, but I'm going to put in the Chargers. I'm worried about the sophomore slump from Herbert. Uh, I do think they're a solid team, a really solid team. This all depends on if he's going to have the sophomore slump or not. If he doesn't, he could have an MVP caliber season with the numbers he put up last year. Um, So I like the Chargers. They also have a great defense. Um, So I'll go Chargers, Ravens, and then I got to throw the Pats in there. I mean, like I said, anything less than 11-win season is a failure. I think... I mean, this is very dependent on how Tua turns out in Miami. A lot of people have given up on him. I think it's way too early to do that, but he could be a bust. You don't know. He looked terrible at times last year. 
Um, obviously, they upgraded a little bit on offense with Waddle and Fuller. Um, but I think the Pats are a solid team that just had that big question mark at quarterback and a C-minus wide receiving core. Um, so I'm going to edge the Patriots here. I think Bill's got a lot to prove. I think they're going to be able to outcoach a lot of teams. They don't have a really hard schedule. Uh, so I'll slide the Pats in there at that last wild card spot. Um, all right, Tuck. Um, yeah, my first spot I'm giving to the Patriots. Uh, I think, I mean, I think it's our t- season. I have a lot of faith in this team this year for some godforsaken reason. Um, for my second spot, I have the. I totally skipped Cam, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, I know yeah, you threw me off there. I thought I had more time. My second spot, I'm going to take the Ravens. And then my third spot, I'm going to take the Chargers. I'm going to say the Titans get left out this year. Cam, I apologize. Out. All right. I apologize, Cam. I gave you a, I gave you a stank face. I was, I'm trying to write uh, things down. I'm all over the place. I'm going to go in no order. But... I got the Ravens in as well. Um, Steelers, I think it's a possibility. I just see them as going back to like a, a nine and eight, eight and nine type team. Um, I got the Chargers. Like everyone else, I think Herbert's gonna have a great year. We got Keenan Allen on my fantasy team. He's gonna do well this year. I know your last um, one. Yeah, I do have the Dolphins in there. Um, I got Bengals. <laughs> the Bengals aren't gonna make it this year. Bengals are not going to come close. Cam, aren't the Jags getting um, getting taken to the playoffs by Trevor Lawrence? Not anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was once once upon a time it was it was the Jaguars, but I can't stick to that. So even if it happens, it'll be a take of your candidate. But Ravens, Dolphins, Chargers. Dylan, um, I'm gonna go. <clears throat> <clears throat> I'm going to do something that nobody's done yet. I'm going to go Patriots. I'm going to go Colts after missing them. And I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go Chargers. I'm only putting the Colts in because I see their division as the weakest division. Um, I see them picking up games in the division, and I looked at their schedule, and it's not too tough. So, I like that, Dill. I don't, I don't hate, I don't hate that logic. All right, NFC playoffs. Um, this one was a little easier for me to pick. I think there's a lot of AFC. There's a lot of middler teams that make it harder to pick. Here, it's more top heavy. There's a lot of good teams, and then some some terrible teams. So, I'm going Rams in my first slot. Uh, I am going Saints in my second slot, and I'm going Cardinals in my third slot. Um, I like all these teams. Rams, I might be sleeping on them a little bit. Um, I just, the Stafford thing, I hope it was the Detroit problem because he does deserve to win. Um, The Saints, I have bought into the Jameis hype. I do think he's going to be a better quarterback. I don't think MVP status, but I do think he's going to be a better quarterback, and they have a really solid run game, obviously, and a pretty good defensive front and I am going Cardinals just because I like how they're coming together. I think Cliff is kind of on the hot seat here. He's got to start doing something with this team. Um, they obviously added AJ green, which could take some pressure off D hop. Um, and they have a great defense with Chandler Jones and JJ Watt. So 
Uh, I'm I'm high on the cards this year. Uh, Cam. Oh yeah, this is tough for me. Um, well, I'll say I got the Saints in it. I think Jameis has got to do it. He's going to have an MVP season, MVP caliber season. Sorry, um, I think I think he's got it. Now it comes between you got to pick. You have to pick two in the NFC West, right? Is that like a, a rule? <laughs> um, I'm going with the Seahawks. I think Russ is. I also forgot to mention him earlier. I just realized I also drafted Russell Wilson in both my leagues. So that's let Russ cook. So Russ is also going to win the MVP. And then I miss. Um, so yeah, he's going to cook. I'm going to go Niners. You got to. Are going to left out. A lot of a lot of takes time to that. Short. Yeah, Niners, I have to, because Trey Lance is uh, going to come in eventually and lead them to the promised land. Tucker. Uh, yeah, I also have the Niners on my list, but I think Jimmy Garoppolo is leading them to the playoffs. Uh, I have the Seahawks on my list, and then I have the Saints completely left out, and I got the Vikings taking the last spot. Yuck. Yuck. Dylan. Don't care. Let Dalvin cook. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? It's hard for me to put three teams from a division in the playoffs. I think you're trying to stack something that's almost unstackable. Um, did it happen last year? No. Didn't, didn't the Steelers? No, the Browns didn't make it. No, the Browns close. did. The st- they, yeah, it did happen. It happened in the... Okay, it was that division. Wait, yeah, it happened in the AFC, the AFC North. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, hmm, I'm going to have to go with... I, I'm, I'm going with Tuck here, and I'm going to go with the Vikings. Although, I don't think they're, you know... The, one of the better teams in the... I mean, they're, they're better, but I don't think they're as good as the teams in the West. Um, but I think they're going to have a better record. Uh, then I'm going to go Saints, because I'm on board in the Jameis thing. I think we're a Jameis Winston podcast. And I'm going to go L.A. All righty. I uh, hate their logo. All right, so give me a Super Bowl matchup and winner. Um, we'll make Super Bowl matchup uh, five points if you could pick this up. Now, obviously, there's a very easy answer here. I'm not going to do that because I don't want to be boring. So I said last year that the Bills are going to ha- be better off for losing in the AFC Championship, and I think that's true. I think they're going to pull out a miraculous win over the Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs always seem to start sluggish in the playoffs, and this time the Bills are not going to let them back in. They're going to the Super Bowl to face off against an old friend, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Uh, and uh, it's just kind of poetic that Brady has destroyed this team forever and he's going to do it again in the Super Bowl. The Bucks win the Super Bowl. I had made a promise to myself when I was a young boy that I would never bet against Tom Brady. I went against that promise last year. As long as he is in the league, I'm going to pick his team to win the Super Bowl. I don't care what the team looks like. I don't care who the team is. Tom Brady will win his eighth Super Bowl this year. 
um, and just continue to crap on my life. So uh, I have Bucks over Bills in Super Bowl Fifty Six. Now I think I think I had that same take, you know, at the beginning of the playoffs, and I was I was hoping that was happening. That'd be fantastic. Yeah, um, Cam. It's a little bit symbolic there, isn't it? He's going to beat Bill, Bills, the Bills. Yeah, yeah. Archer, yeah. Um, so I'm going to switch it up, actually. I'm going to go with the Chiefs are still in it. However, I'm mixing it up on the NFC side. I think it is only fitting a couple of reasons. Do you guys remember November 19th, 2018, one of the greatest offensive performance games? I remember it. It was in Mexico City. Or it was supposed to it be. Was. It was supposed to be, and they moved it because the field sucked. Something like that. It was a 54-51 to 51 slugfest of a game between Patrick Mahomes and the Los Angeles Rams. Now, I think we're going to see that rematch, except this time we got Matthew Stafford coming from Detroit, never winning anything in his entire life, made it to the playoffs maybe three times, never won. And we're going to see him victorious. I'm saying the Rams are winning the bowl this year. Does anyone know where, where the, the Super Bowl is being played this year? The, uh, L.A., the new stadium. SoFi. Yeah. SoFi Stadium, 5.5. That happened last year. That storyline's tired. It happened last year. It's going to happen again. And I think Matt Stafford gets a ring and – and he wins. Boom. Alright. I like I like that we're not so far we're not taking the, the road heavily traveled. Uh talk. Who you got? I now have to change my Super Bowl because I copy can't I have Cam same one. So now I had to rethink my Super Bowl. You have the Rams? Yeah, I had the Rams winning the Super Bowl. Against the Chiefs? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say it. All right, I also got the Rams Chiefs with the Rams coming out on top. I just think this Rams team is much improved. I think Sean McVay it went all in on a team. I think for a guy like that to go all in, they really got to believe in it. I think their defense is incredible. I mean, how do you stop a defense? Like, how do you score against a defense like that? I mean, if you have problems against the uh, Bucks. Uh, pass rush, what the fuck are you going to do against Aaron Donald? Absolutely nothing. I mean, I just think this team's good. I think they're built to win now. Uh, they got all the pieces. The only question mark is, is can Matt Stafford play in the playoffs? Right. But outside of that, I think this team's got all the pieces to be a championship-level team. All right, Dylan, you could have an easy five points here. What are you going to take? Um, so I'm going to do something different than you guys, both of you guys. Um, I'm going battle of the turtlenecks. We're going Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. I like that, Dill. I like that a lot. Mahomes, Mahomes coming out on top. I like that, Dill. I didn't even think of the Packers. All right. That's it. Locked in. All right. Uh, so list guys, let's try to do this quickly because I think we're already up over yeah. an hour. Uh, yeah, we're at an hour 15. So just a quick one that we came up with. Um, 
hold on. I got to find my list. It is animated movie characters. These have to be characters that are in movies that um, are animated. Uh, the best ones of all time. Uh, so, Tucker, why don't you leave it off? Yeah, uh, number five, I got something. I don't think it's going to be on anyone's list. Character from Mulan, the animated Mulan, of course, not the new one. That's not nearly as good. But I got Mushu, the dragon, played by Eddie Murphy. Great character. I mean, just makes the movie so much better. Often looked over, but great character, Mushu. That's a hot take, Tuck. A lot of people don't like Mushu. There's his second. They suck. I don't know what to tell you. Uh, awesome. Dill. That's Tucker's uh, voice actor mid two. Yeah. Oh, there you I go. I should have thought of that. Uh, number five for me, I'm going a guy that doesn't speak, a robot, little man, little square. His name's Wally. He speaks a little Wally lot. coming in at number five. Um, might be a cannibal. You never know. He likes to eat garbage, prep maybe of his friends. Look it up. Little conspiracy. Um uh he's just a great character i'm a big wally fan uh my number five is going to be a controversial pick it's going to be the most recognizable cartoon character of all time it's going to be mickey mouse uh mickey mouse has been in movies steamboat willie uh i think it's technically a movie um he's been in who frame roger rabbit he's been in fantasia he's been in uh they did christmas movies with mickey in it uh i'm going mickey mouse obviously american icon uh can't beat mickey uh i remember going to Disney and seeing Mickey, who was kind of a rare character to see around there. Highlight of the trip. Got pictures with him and everything. Um, so, yeah, Mickey Mouse my number five. Cam? My number five, don't think anyone's going to have this one. I picked it because I watched the, uh, the most, the three most recent. Um, I'm going Master Ugwe. Kung Fu Panda. <laughs> I saw that on a list I, and I was surprised. I was talking about Kung Fu Panda. I was thinking about it, and I was like, oh, it's like, whatever, like... Shifu? Shifu's cool, but Master Uwe... I want man. changing my list. <laughs> Master Uwe is just the most calm, cool, collected, did not mean to pick Poe by any means, but... Said he did. Faked it till he made it. Yeah, he did. He, he's like, nope, I meant to do that. I meant to do that <laughs> for sure. And then he just went and killed himself. <laughs> and I respect that. <laughs> don't, don't let them fail. <laughs> he didn't fail, and then he came back, got his spirit stolen, and everything. But I'm going to wait number five. Uh, four, Tuck. Number four, I'm throwing Poe in. I'm throwing Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Uh, I think Jack Black is maybe one of the best voice actors ever. I mean, I think he's just one of the most likable people of all time. Kung Fu Panda, great movie series. Uh, Master Uguay could be up there. Unfortunately, died a little early. Didn't really get the full series. All right. Uh, number four for me, I'm going Kronk. Um, like it, like it. What a great movie. Uh, classic one-liners. Um, you gotta be witty, because he, he, he might be perceived as stupid, but his jokes are often quick. And they skip past them real quick. Um, so it's fun to watch that movie again and pick up on something new. Um, Croc's funny guy. Four, I'm going with a pick that's going to get flack. I'm going with Donkey at four. Um, Donkey's great character. Uh, arguably one of the best parts of the Shrek movies. Um, 
But, you know, he's he's the sidekick, uh, so you can't take main center stage all the time. Great character, though. Eddie Murphy, fantastic job. Donkey's my number four. Uh, making waffles. Cam. My number four is multiple characters, but with the same kind of name, sort of. I'll let you guys judge it. I'm going with the Minions. Uh, oh, wow. Uh, just in general, because I don't think anyone can really tell. Who. I'm just going with the Minions. No English spoken, but you, everyone still seems to quote them, like, bananas! And so I, I, I just think they're pretty cool. Um, iconic, for sure. A lot of merch, a lot of Minions merch out there. Probably more than, you know, up there with the most you see. A lot of people dress up as them, see them out there for Halloween. Iconic guys, and uh, they make the movie better. Uh, they do have names, like like Bob, Tim. I think it was the brand yeah. names. But... I think <laughs> Bob, Jack, and Free. Names. Uh, <laughs> Tucker, three. Uh, three, I got Doug from Up. I love that dog more than any other character in that movie. Every single line he had was hilarious. Um, yeah, just one of my all-time favorite characters in terms of, like, not a huge part, but huge impact on the movie. Dale? Uh, number three for me, I'm going an oldie, but a goodie. We're going Goofy. A good old goofer. Um, Boyle. Yep. Uh, Goofy, as as I grow older, I appreciate Goofy more. I used to be a Max fan. Uh, Goofy, or Extremely Goofy movie. Um, I used to watch it almost every day when I was a kid. I used to be a big Max guy. Um, Now watching uh, the original Goofy movie over again, you can't can't hate the goof. I don't know. I don't know who comes up with that character, but it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going go- Goofy. Goofy narrowly missed my list. Uh, my number three, I'm going with Woody. Uh, everybody had that childhood toy that they grew out of and makes you appreciate it a little more. I actually had a Woody doll uh, as a kid, wrote my name on his boot. Um, special memory. The first Pixar movie, arguably one of the best Pixar movies. Tucker will tell you it sucks. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, but Woody's he's the leader. Uh, you know, he's, he's got all he cares about in the world is Andy and, uh, you gotta love that. So, uh, love a little guy. I'm going Woody number three, uh, Tuck. Number two, I got donkey. Um, easy number two. I mean, how can you not love this character? Eddie Murphy, my favorite, clearly my favorite voice actor. Apparently we're not three. We're on two Oh no, you just skipped cam. Did I? Oh. Sorry, Cam. Yeah, you skipped Cam. I'm yeah, all over the place tonight. Uh, um, okay. My number three is going to be Shrek. Just watched the uh, first two Shreks. And, I mean, that's that's got to be the best the best DreamWorks movie. Maybe the best animated movie of all time. Um, did I want to ask about who came up with Goofy? Who came up with Shrek? I, Shrek was a book. so much going on. Shrek was a book. Who came up with it? Either way. Um, I love that movie to death. Awesome, unreal soundtrack. The first movie soundtrack, great. The second one, potentially even better. Um, don't get it. I was going to ask. I needed, I needed that. Yeah. Mike Myers is a genius with the voiceovers. Um, or the in-person, just putting on different 
like costumes and making different. He's like the comedic Johnny Depp almost. Just can do whatever. Um, Shrek is is number three. Uh, all right, Dill, you're you're number two. Uh, number two for me, I'm going the genie uh, from Aladdin. Robin Williams, absolutely tremendous. Um, uh, the character has just, I don't know, there's so much life into him. Um, not so much in Robin Williams. Uh, Jesus, sorry. Jesus. <laughs> Too soon. Um, and, the, like, the way Robin Williams can, like, shift between voices and and characters like that, I mean, it's just a real uh, uh, homage uh, to, um, homage to um, Robin Williams. Um, it's just uh, written tremendously and played even better. So, uh, genius number two. Uh, okay, my number two is going to be Shrek himself. I don't think there's a more culturally important movie that has come out in the past 30 years than Shrek. You still see Shrek everywhere today and those movies came out a long time ago mike myers obviously doing the trademark scottish accent um i mean shrek is the movies themselves are very important shrek as a character is just the man i mean he's the perfect protagonist so i'm going shrek at my number two uh cam number two number yeah. two i'm surprised i haven't heard this on on your list yet i'm going Pumba. Lion King. Um, Pumbaa was just kind of that probably the first first guy I watched that had like that very like um, he's kind of like the gross character, like almost like a Shrek, where he's like farting and like this Simone kind of you know best friend or whatever. Um, I just think he was like my first like really funny animated dad. They also. You know, staying and dancing. It was funny to look at. This little warthog looking guy. You look up the real picture of a little warthog. It's disgusting, gross, scary. Um, but Pumbaa, I've always, I've always loved the character of Pumbaa. I think he's funny, fat, just like the fat, funny guys in, in the movie that you see. And I like. Uh, all right, talk number one. Number one, I got the genie. I think this was an easy lock. Honestly, anyone that doesn't have the genie on their list just doesn't value good uh, animation, good television, good anything. Uh, iconic performance by Robin Williams specifically. Um, I mean, just all time. I loved it. It's still, like today, still great to watch the genie. Uh, easy number one. Uh, Dale, number one. Uh, number one for me, I'm going Shrek. Um, I mean, you guys hit the nail on the head. Iconic movie, iconic character. Um, just way too much in pop culture. Um, Shrek, Shrek is, is love. love. Shrek is life. <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? Um, soundtrack elite, movie elite, great character. Mike Myers is an absolute legend. Uh, all right, my number one is going to be LeBron James from Space Jam. Space Jam, he's the goat. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. My number one is going to be Genie. Tucker hit it right on the head. Uh, greatest animated character of all time. Greatest performance in an animated movie of all time. Uh, kind of made Robin Williams like that next level 
of like he obviously had a very successful career before that, but he just it just made him like immortal. Uh, the genie, you know, they've tried to recast it. You can argue whether Smith did a good job or not, um, but there will never be anyone else that could play that type of role in that type of movie. So uh, genie's number one for me. Uh, Cam. Um, I haven't seen Aladdin in probably 15 years, so Jesus is not on my list. My number one is the one oh. Donkey! Um, I love Donkey. I've been watching his recency bias, but I would have put him on there anyway. Eddie Murphy is hilarious, and it's the perfect voice to come out of that Donkey's mouth. Uh, I, I just his one-liners... In the morning, I'm making waffles. Like the, the one-liners just—it's so different, and they're so quotable. Um, and I don't know. There's just something about Donkey that's just so nostalgic. The ultimate sidekick from from any movie. Um, I don't know. I quote him all the time. Love him like a brother. All right, that's list guys. So our final movie review of the year, boys. Who watched Into the Spider Verse? I did. did. Dylan. Did not. All right. Um, so uh, I'll break it down. My thoughts. I love this movie. Uh, this movie hit me at the right time. I had gotten the Spider-Man video game um, and then played through it when I decided to finally watch this movie after it got a bunch of hype. Um, so I do understand the story. I know Cam kind of got confused with the plot, um, but uh, I like the character of Miles Morales. Uh, he doesn't feel like shoehorned in as like a diversity type of thing. He feels like a legitimate character that exists, you know, in the Spider-Man comic which i think is perfect um and i like his story i mean this is a little out there with all the collapsing universes and you know peter parker dying at one point and uh it's a little depressing at that point but uh no i like the story and the animation is some of the, it, i'm ready to say it's the coolest animation i've ever seen the mixture of like the comic book style and the 3d and the colors and the different environments they go into i mean they're in the city they're in the forest like um, the way the characters move, I think there's nothing better than it. Um, I had recently chosen this movie because I played the game about Miles Morales. This movie is much better than the game is. Um, and I mean, I, I love this movie. Uh, this is, I think, the second time I've seen it. So I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8-2. It's a high score for me. Uh, Tuck? Yeah, uh, I love this movie as well. Uh, I'm a big Marvel guy myself, and this movie was like, I loved everything about this movie. I mean, it's got us. I mean, it's different than any other animation I've ever seen in terms of like the quality of animation just feels higher. There's a certain, uh, I don't know. They got, they added like a hip hop style to the animation and to the whole soundtrack and everything. Like the whole soundtrack are like songs that would be on like albums. Otherwise, like they're just, I think the music's incredible. The animation's incredible. I love some of the actors that get in it. I love that they have Nicolas Cage, Jake Johnson, John Mulaney as the different Spider-Mans. Like, incredible picks there. Uh, but everything about this movie uh, is cool. And I'm honestly, I'm, I might go a little bit higher than Trey. I'm going to give it an 8-4. Wow, high score so far. Cameron? Yeah, I'll bring it down. Don't worry. Um so I, I too loved the animation and I loved the, the at first I was like, why is my screen blurry or something? And then I realized like what was going on and it wasn't, it, it didn't bother me at all. I thought it was going to at first, but it was, 
it wasn't like high quality animation. It was just like so, um, how do I put it, like intense, like so, I, I couldn't understand how they did that. They had like the comic book feel like Sentry and also like Matrix stuff going on. The glitching was really cool. Um, and then the soundtrack, Sunflower, uh, the voiceover actors were awesome. The plot, not my cup of tea. I I didn't like that they were like I under I understand it was called Into the Spider Verse or whatever, but like the multiverse thing kind of confused me. And then Peter Parker died, and then all of a sudden all these other spider things were coming up, and then it was predictable. I knew his uncle was bad instantly. Um, and in the end, I, I just didn't really, I don't know, it didn't really come together for me. Like, Aunt May was, like, super cool. And, like, I love and that. They had, like, an underground, like, that cave type deal. And, I you know, I think I'm too, I didn't, I didn't, maybe I'm too connected to the original. Locked into the Tobey like Maguire mindset. Yeah, I think, I think, I, I mean, I don't like the Andrew Garfields. I don't like the... That's one of the other guys. Tom here. Holland. No, I do like the Tom no. Holland. Tom Holland is incredible. I think he's the okay, best player. I don't. That's disgusting, and I'm going to hang I, up. I uh, I'm really too attached to, to Tom McGuire. Did you see the reference, though, in there that they did in the beginning? Where they were, he was like, I'm Spider-Man. And he was talking about, like, he did the dance thing from Spider-Man 3, and he did the upside-down kiss and everything like that. So they referenced it. Yes. Yeah, I did. Yes. Um... I did say a lot of good things about this plot. Usually that waited for me. I'll give you a six one. I am very excited for this new Spider-Man movie that's coming out with Toby, Andrew, and Tom. And you've I got, don't think they're actually in it. Well, well, Willem Dafoe and Alfred Molina, Doc Ock and yeah, Green Goblin are Yeah, I heard that the are in it, like, they're in the cast. You think they're not keeping it under wraps for a big surprise? I guarantee you they're in it. They make a cameo. I guarantee you. Well, they've said I'm not in my Yeah, because they have an NDA. All right. Um, that's it for movies. We're done with movies. Football's here. This is our last show before football. It was a diesel episode. Full breakdown. Very excited, boys. Let's go. Two Let's days. Let's go, baby. Two days. Two days till football season. All right. We'll be with you all season. We'll have the hottest takes out there. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, check us out on Twitter. Vote on our polls. 12 big votes this week. That was some big numbers, big engagement. Um, and uh, we will see you next week. Thanks for getting wasted with us. See ya.